That's the song Fiesta from bilingual family music artist Floor Bromley. It's from her album Fiesta Global. Bromley lives in New York, but is native to Peru. She's now releasing an album called Pachamama. It focuses on her indigenous roots and fuses native music with popular genres. I'm George Boraki, and this is Cityscape. Floor Bromley is our guest on this week's show. Floor, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. So I recently read a piece that described your sound as jazzy with a touch of island calypso, a dash of pop, and a folksy vibe. How would you describe your sound? I think they're pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I I look for a global sound, you know, something with a little mix of everything. Um, I come from Peru. And in Peru, I listen to all sorts of different types of music. And I think that's all mumble jumble in my brain. And I want to offer the families and the children that listen to my music any genre that they could possibly want. You know, it's, it's all there. Um, I don't want to just do pop, even though I'm, I'm a pop person. I love pop. I don't want to just do folk Peruvian. I don't want to just do jazz. I want to I mix it up and give them a fusion, which is very current nowadays you know children are very into anything they can just watch youtube and watch a show from japan and so i think that's pretty cool and i'm trying to offer them that how important was music to your upbringing in peru it was important you can see you can hear my child here (laughs) i have a two-year-old and a almost six-year-old and uh you can hear him he's he's right here with me so hi, listeners, you're hearing my child. <laughs> well, uh, bringing with the music was very important. Um, my parents, they both uh, were in Peru and they exposed me to all different types of music. And uh, my favorite singer when I was four years old, her name was Daniela Romo and she's from Mexico. And she sang all these dramatic uh, pop Mexican romantic songs and she had long long hair and I had long hair so I would just get my brush and sing in front of the mirror you know like the cliche image of the performer child but that's what I did and and I I always wanted to be like like her um, I went into acting first because I didn't know how to do that <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm living what I wanted to do when I was four years old so you went into acting did you ever study music Technically, no, I didn't go to music school, but music has always been a part of me. I want to say that I learned guitar by ear. You know, I had a a teacher friend, you know, a a slighter older teenager than me when I was a teenager uh, that taught me the basic chords and taught me La Bamba. (laughs) That's one of my first songs. And uh, yeah, I just pretty much studied on my own and um and learn as, as, I, as I go. I did go to musical theater. So I know how to read music. Uh, I know how to play the recorder. I know how to play the guitar. I know how to plunk the notes on the piano. But I went to acting school at musical theater school. <laughs> how old were you when you wrote your first song? 14. And what was that song about? It was about a heartbroken uh, person. <laughs> so 
when I was uh, earlier than that, uh, I wrote just notes, just musical tones on the keyboard. My mom bought me one of those Casio keyboards, right? And I just wrote it and I would just write the number. I think I had numbers on the notes and then I would just write the numbers and I made melodies. And I was like, look, mom. And she was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but my first actual song with lyrics and music was when I was 14 and it was about, you know, getting my heart broken by this silly teenager that, um, got my heart broken. <laughs> In that sense, I, uh, I identify with uh, the new album by Olivia Rodrigo. And uh, I love all her songs because that was me when I was 17. I wish I would have put my songs out into the world like she did. <laughs> Maybe I could have, you know, be a pop star. But uh, back there, I, I couldn't even imagine. I just had my songs for myself and I had them. I have, still have them written in a little notebook. And uh, there are a lot of them. And... <laughs> And then I created music just to deal with that and just as a way of being uh, a cathartic way of dealing with all teenage angst and uh, teenage drama that we get when we're teenagers. So those songs only exist in those old books? Those songs only exist in those old books. What I tell my daughter sometimes, like maybe when you are a teenager, you want to record them because I'm not going to record them now. It will sound so silly. Right? I was like me singing, oh my, getting my heart broken. Even though I do have a young voice, it, it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. But uh, yeah, some, maybe I'll sell them one day. Who knows? But they're there. And uh, me and my, my friend Sinue, who's my co-producer in, in all my albums, uh, we talked about, we just should just record them. And I'm like, yeah, at some point, at some point we will record them just to have a demo, you know? But yeah, they, they, I have like 20 or maybe more of those. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you decide to pursue music as a profession? So I decided that uh, after I, I did, uh, I worked for a company. So right out of musical theater, I started working with different theater companies and music companies. And I found a company that sent bilingual music for kids. And that company uh, had a band. So they asked me to be part of the band. And I was doing a concert at El Museo del Barrio, which is in New York City. And I had the kids and I was singing their songs. And I just, I just like, I, this is what I want to do. Like this exact same thing. And from then on, I decided to just put my songs that I have written as a teaching artist, as a, as a just, just a person, like on the subway. I'm like, oh, let's do a little bitty about the zoo. And then <laughs> I decided to put it all together. And I did my first album, which was released in 2015. How many albums do you have now? I'm working on my third one that will be released August 13th. So what inspires you specifically about children's music? The, the pureness of it. You know, when I was working as a teaching artist, because of my background in, in theater and all that, I would write songs with the kids. And it's one of my favorite things to do because they have such an open mind and they don't have any limits. Um, that starts happening when they turn like eight or nine and you kind of see it that they don't want to just say it but when they're little they just go for it it's like what would these characters say oh i lost my money i'm like all right let's put that in a song so i started writing with them and for them and i had a blast and that's that's what i want to do i want to put their little words the little world into into music and have a connection with them i think that's very important for me and teach them things along the way speaking of their little worlds tell me about that little one that we're hearing behind you 
went back to work recently. <laughs> and I have him with me. I have him with me. He's, um, he's almost two. I, I said two years old, but he's almost two. His name is Charlie. And he, he's just there. Uh, <laughs> Does Charlie like music? Charlie does like music. He likes all of my kindy friends. You know, we call it kindy because it's independent music for kids. And it's a, it's a term that God started back in the day and now it's, it's taking over. He loves all the, all the kindy music and he loves all the other stuff. Like, you know, he does Baby Shark and Blippi <laughs> because why not? They're, they're fun. And uh, he loves it. So right now he's He's trying to watch something, but I have the volume very low. So he's like probably protesting about that. <laughs> How many children do you have? I have two. I have an almost six-year-old and an almost two-year-old. And my daughter is oldest. It's the oldest one. Has being a mom helped to inform your music? Yes. Yes, definitely. You know, being a teacher and having nephews and nieces and, 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 and writing for them is different than actually being a mom and having to educate them and guide them through the world uh, and, and learning from them. So learning from their experiences. Like today, we were walking up my block and I have a dog too, so we're walking up my block and he wanted to go into somebody else's yard. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not our property. And I started singing boundaries. I have to teach about boundaries. And I'm like, ooh, this would make a good song for parents. <laughs> So it's like, ooh, I'm going to write this idea and just start reading a song about that. So it definitely inspires me and uh, creates songs that parents can relate to as well. You alluded to the fact that you teach music classes. Tell me more about that. I teach Spanish through music. Because in San Bilingual, I, I like to do my songs, which are bilingual, to teach them how to, like, I have a song in this upcoming album that's about moving parts of our body. So it's like, muevete, muevete, move your hands and move your feet. So I realized that repetition is key when learning a second language and the way they learn is through music. So my daughter, I try to raise her bilingual, but it's kind of hard because in my community, there's not much of that. I am away from my parents. I'm away from my family. My husband speaks it very little. So it's, it's hard to, to teach them a second language. But when she was about four, she was singing a Spanish song. She was singing Los Pollitos, you know, because, and I was like, I don't know if she knows exactly every single word that she's saying, but she's singing it. So exposure to the language is key when learning a second language. And I always tell parents that want to raise their kids bilingual, do not stress out. Like, I know you want them to speak both languages right now, but they're going to get it. Exposure is key. And whenever they get it, it's going to click. You know, it's like when you're learning how to read, which is something that I just learned with my daughter. And you, you just expose them to books, expose them to things, and they will be reading in no time. But it has to click. And until that clicks, it's not going to happen. My mom raised me that way. She was an English professor. And along with her sister, they were both foreign exchange students. So when they, they would always speak in English. So I, in, in things that they didn't want me to know about. <laughs> and at some point I started picking it up and picking it up. And I knew exactly what they were talking about. And I didn't tell them <laughs> because she wanted me to grow up bilingual. Um, and, and I use English as my second language. But I feel like right now at, at some point in my teenager's years, it clicked and and it made me bilingual. When did you come to the States from Peru? I came twice. So the first time I was an exchange student because I wanted to follow up the steps of my mom. 
I went to upstate New York, a little town in Mayfield, New York, and I was there for a year. And then I came back to Peru. And when I went back to Peru, my dad is like, you have to study something. And I'm like, well, how about acting? <laughs> Because when I was in the U.S., I saw I was my first exposure to musical theater. The theater group that I was a part of were doing Into the Woods. And I'm like, I was amazed by it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to sing and dance and, and act on stage. This is what I want to do. So uh, when I went back to Peru, there wasn't much musical theater. But uh, I got accepted into a very good program. And, and they, did, they did do singing and all that stuff, singing for theater and all that. Uh, so I did... I did do what I wanted to do, but then the musical theater was still in the back of my head, was still in the back of my head. I was doing storytelling with music for kids and there was no company back then. I've been living here for 14 years. So there was no company back then that did musical theater. They were just starting to, and I was like, no, I want to go to New York. I want to go to New York. So I came to New York. <laughs> I came to New York 14 years ago and I did musical theater. I got a scholarship for this amazing program in the city. And when I finished that program, within that program, I met my husband. And then I just, you know, we got married and we decided to have a family. But I go to Peru frequently before COVID. I, I went to Peru frequently. Now I'm just waiting. And my mom is finally coming to visit us. She got vaccinated. So she will be here by the end of the month. And I'm really Yay. excited to see her. <laughs> Where is home for you now in New York? I live in a suburb in Croton and Hudson. Oh, sure. Up the Hudson River, right? Up the Hudson River. <laughs> what has the last year been like for you, life in the pandemic? I mean, you ask any parent that and they will tell you it's one of the hardest years of my life, especially with younger kids, especially with any kids, and especially um, dealing with so many things that are new that you didn't know at the beginning. I was so scared. I didn't want to go even to my backyard because I didn't I didn't know if it was airborne, <laughs> like the virus. I didn't know what's going to happen. Yes, it was a lot of angst. Um, and, and then when it started to pass, I had this album uh, that I recorded that I planned to release it in April. And my publicist called me and she was like, do you still want to do that? <laughs> and I was like, listen, I worked so hard on it for almost two years. You know, music will be music. Let's do it. I had an awesome concert planned for the Children's Museum of Manhattan that didn't happen because of COVID. But we still got to release it online. And I did some concerts online, some virtual stuff. And yeah, and, and uh, the people seem to enjoy the album. The album you're referring to is called Fiesta Global. Talk to me about the inspiration behind this work. I wanted to do an album that was about uh, all things fun, right? To just, um, so I had a different songs about balloons and parties. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a la fiesta. Welcome everybody. This is a party. put a, a, my own rendition of La Bamba in its original style of Son Jarocho, which is a Mexican uh, genre of music. Uh, all songs that have to do with fun. I think there's only one ballad there called Vida. And I wrote that around the time I wrote my first song. I wrote this for my cousin, 
who was young and was about to have a baby. So it's like, oh, this song will, will, will ring with, with parents, you know, to sing to their little kids. And this, all, this song is also for kids um, to know how the experience is when, when their mommies are pregnant. So that's the only ballad in the album. have a marinera which is a folk peruvian song uh folk peruvian genre <laughs> so i grew up in trujillo and my mom was a champion of marinera which is a very beautiful dance we have these big skirts and this handkerchief in your in your hand if you're a woman and a man and then the man has a hat and i grew up dancing marinera too and so i wanted to to do a marinera song and there's this popular marinera beat that I remember dancing to and as I was researching for my new album I was like oh this will make a good song and I started putting words to it so I created that's how I created pañuelo which is in English and in Spanish and I was able to collaborate with this awesome Peruvian artist called Damaris who was uh, uh, in the competition of Viña del Mar and has I think she was was nominated for a Latin Grammy and uh, she's amazing Simbolo de paz es este pañuelo blanco que usamos al bailar traemos acá nuestra The song that you referenced that was inspired by La Bamba is called Bamba, right, on this album? Yes, it's called Bamba. I mean, it, it's a Bamba. I, I work with a producer who is Mexican, and he knows all about the history of Son Jarocho, and he, he has a group of Son Jarocho, and, and he plays the jarana, which is a Mexican instrument, so he was very interested in me creating this, just to show kids that La Bamba, that we all know in the U.S., uh, at the end of that song, there's a little Mexican flavor of the actual genre of the song, and what uh, they did here, what Los Lobos, <laughs> And Richie Valens did here was they popped they popped La Bamba to make it more appealing to the uh, American market, and then at the end they put that little bit of San Jarocho. So I wanted to uh, make a tribute to that genre of Mexican music and make kids know La Bamba in its original style with a little bit of lyrics that I created for it. <laughs> Who else did you collaborate with for this album? I have a wonderful Jazzy Ash, who is a um, jazz-inspired children's musician. And I have uh, Latin Grammy winners Un, Dos, Tres, Andres, and that collaborated with me on the song La 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 La. <laughs> and that was written also for my daughter when I was walking and I was just like, she was crying and I started humming something and then I recorded it and I was like, oh, la, 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 la. And I made it kind of like a fun tune to sing uh, for friendship too. So it's about friendship and how friends make you feel like you want to sing la, 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 la. <laughs> 
Jazzy Ash is featured Ash. on the song Balloon Party. Yes, Jesse Ash is on the song Balloon Party. And uh, it, it's a fun song about balloons. <laughs> you know, it, it's all about that. It's all about bringing the inner child that adults have because when adults are at my concerts, I see them having fun. It's like, yeah, you can do it, mom. Yeah, you can do it, dad. Um, and the kids, of course, love it. Now, doing the balloon party virtually has been tricky. <laughs> Usually in my big concerts, I would just bring a lot of balloons and just give them to them and we'll have a big balloon party uh, because I was doing this song before I released the album. But now it's like, just get a balloon. And if you don't have a balloon, let's make believe that we have balloons here and they have fun. It's a cool. Make sure you don't pop it. Hold it up high because you don't want to drop it. The album also includes a bonus English language single called Superhero. Tell us about that song. Superhero. How do I create superhero? I don't even remember. <laughs> it's a. It's my tribute to Green Day, to my Green Day days. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, I listened to that. I listened to Nirvana, and um, I love the genre. I still listen to it. And when it comes up, I'm like, yeah. So I wanted to do a little uh, bit of that genre into, into songs. And I created Superhero in English and in Spanish. And it's about that anybody can be a superhero. Like moms, and dads. And there's a part that I go, is your mommy a superhero? And then I ask that to the crowd when I'm singing it. And the kids are like, mm. some kids are like, yeah. And there's, there's the one kid that's always like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you why she might be a superhero. And then I start singing that it, it, she makes you food. She drives you places. She takes, she makes your boo-boo go away. So she has some secret superpowers. And the kids love it. <laughs> when I think about a superhero, they have to be brave. They have to be strong. They have to have powers to fight the evil, to help the needy, to fix what's wrong. Not only that, they go undercover. You referenced the virtual performing. Have you now returned to live performing yet? Yes. Uh, luckily, we have been doing it safely. Talk to me more about this upcoming album. How is it different than your previous one now? This album is called Pachamama. And Pachamama means Mother Earth in Quechua, which is the language of my ancestors, the language of the Peruvians. And I wanted to do uh, an album that's about nature, that's about uh, taking care of the earth, 
you know, there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the pandemic of how, since nobody was in the streets, how nature and the animals started coming around a little bit more. And it made me realize, wow, we really should take care of the earth a little bit more. You know, the fact that nobody was in the streets, there was no carbon monoxide from the cars. You know, the skies in my city, in Lima, Peru, that's always great. They were blue. <laughs> Nobody was driving. So it's like, oh, well, we should take care of the earth a little bit more. So most of the songs in the album are uh, nature inspired. We have a song about the cycle of water. We have a song about the ocean. We have a song about peas and carrots, uh, mangoes. You know, it's about vegetables and fruits. Um, and we have a song about a Peruvian princess, Peruvian income princess, <laughs> and a little bit of mythology in that. And, and I'm really excited to share it with everybody. So you'll be dropping this album online? Yes, the album will be dropping online on August 13 by the new uh, release children's label called A Pound Gorilla Records. And I haven't told that to anybody yet. <laughs> Thank you for the exclusive. This is an exclusive. They're going to announce it pretty soon. Um, yeah, A Pound Gorilla Records is the child of A Hundred Pound Gorilla Records, and they are focusing on children's music. They, they trust that children's musicians have been ignored for too long, and they are putting all hands on deck to make sure that we are heard and uh, that parents know that there's all types of different types of children's music that their children should be exposed to. Talk to me about the importance of maintaining your culture, because obviously you're doing that with your Peruvian background, but talk to me about how important that is. My, my first, ad, in Fiesta Global, I have a song uh, by, uh, inspired by the book of Faith Ringel, We Came to America. And that rang so much with everybody. That was one of my most popular songs. And it's about how we all come from somewhere else. Even if you were born here, your ancestors, anybody comes from somewhere else. And there's a few that were native and they have kept their culture and try to keep their culture because they, they value that. So we should all value where we come from. And that made me think about valuing my own culture and where I come from and... Uh, my, my grandma passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, I have some of her words in one of the songs. Um, she, she used to tell me whenever we would cross the street, she would tell me to hurry up because the light wasn't fast. So she would mix in Spanish and Quechua. She would just go, Corrale, corrale, widely, widely, brincando, brincando. And brincando means to jump. So at the end, I would jump. And that got stuck in my head so much. And I couldn't remember the word in Quechua, so I called my aunt and I was like, what was, what was she saying? And she's like, I don't know. All right, my mom was like, I don't remember. And I'm like, oh no, I need to put this in my album. So my aunt went to sleep and then she, she texted me and she was like, she, she said this, she told me in a dream. <laughs> and that was so sweet. And, and when I, she said it, I'm like, yes, those are the exact words that I was looking for. So my, my ancestry, it's, it's important to me People always think, uh, especially here, they always ask, where are you from? And, and I always tell them very proudly, I'm from Peru. And some people, when, when I was an exchange student, for example, some people didn't even know where Peru was. So I, I like to think of myself as an ambassador to teach them about other cultures and in my own, of course. 
and and just to to spark curiosity in children and families about music and about um, things that are in our culture and uh, I think that's very important for, for everybody to learn. <laughs> our food, our fashion and our Let me ask you this question. How do you encourage non-Spanish speakers to listen to a Spanish language album? Well, here's the trick. This upcoming album is a dual language album, which means that half of it is in English and half of it is in Spanish. And there's a couple of songs that have a little bit of both mixed in. But it's mostly, you know, I, I tried to do that. Flora, great pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my child is quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> For more information about Flora Bromley and her work, visit floorbromleymusic.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Bolarki. Our music is courtesy of Flora Bromley. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.